0: Be another message in the Christ Is series. had a little break since I went to Colorado, but we'll continue that tonight. The message tonight is Christ is our Passover. Christ is our Passover. 1 Corinthians 5, verses 6 to 8. Your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? Purge out, therefore, the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. And here's our text. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. And the feast there is the Lord's Supper. But let us look at these marvelous words, which we find here in verse 7. And these is written to believers on the Lord Jesus Christ. And look what it says. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed. Sacrificed the King of Glory, sacrificed for us. What beautiful doctrine we have here set before us, beloved the sweetness of this wonderful doctrine, this wonderful truth that is set before us in these few words. For even Christ, our our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Here before us, beloved, we have the sweetness of the gospel, the sweetness of the good news that Christ died for sin. The sweetness of the whole gospel. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Let's take note of three wonderful truths just in this this portion right here. Number one, Christ is our Passover. What a wonderful truth. What a wonderful truth set, set forth here before his people. Christ is our Passover. Number two, Christ our Passover is sacrificed. And number three, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Marvelous truth right here set before us. Let's look at the first point Christ is our Passover. Turn, if you would, to Exodus chapter 12 and we'll do a quick overview of the history of the Passover. The Passover was a yearly feast among the Jews. It was appointed by God in remembrance of the destroying angel passing over the houses of the Israelites when the firstborn were slain in the house of the Egyptians. Now in the feast they were to take a lamb which was called the Paschal Lamb and his blood was to be put in a basin. In this, in this portion we're going to see here, put in a basin and sprinkled on the doorposts. Look at this in Exodus chapter 12. And the Lord spake unto Moses, verse 1, And Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, in the tenth day of this month, they shall take to them every man a lamb. Every man a lamb. Every one of them was to take a lamb. According to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. And if the household be too little for the lamb... Let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Verse 5. Your lamb shall be without blemish. Perfect. Oh, what a picture. Perfect. A male of the first year Ye shall take it out from the sheep, or from the goats, and ye shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take in the blood, and strike it on the two door posts, on the two side posts, and on the upper doorposts of the houses, wherein they shall, they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, Roast with fire in unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden at all, with water, but roast with fire. Think of what the wrath of God fallen upon our great Lamb. With his head, with his legs, and with the pertinence thereof. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning. And that which remaineth of it until the morning ye shall burn with fire. And thus shall ye eat it with your loins girded, and shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And ye shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt. This night... And will smite the first smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, all the false gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token. For a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. I'll pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Oh, this lamb is a type of Christ, a picture of Christ. Look at verses 8 to 10. And they shall eat the flesh in the night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire his head with his legs and with the pertinence thereof. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, that 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 which remaineth of it until the morning ye shall burn with fire. The Passover lamb was not slain to be looked at or to to be laid somewhere where everyone could see it. It was not to be merely the subject of conversation. But it was to be slain. And it was to be fed upon. We are to do our daily business, beloved, in this world. We who believe. Feeding upon Christ. Feeding upon our our precious Passover lamb. The whole of the lamb was intended to be eaten. In God's people, we are to feed on the whole of Christ. All the doctrines of Christ. All of who he is. Someone asked me this week what I preached on last week for Mother's Day. And I said, well, I preached on the death of Christ. Why did Christ die? And they said, well, I would have thought you got the subject covered already. And I just shook my head. And I thought, oh my gosh. And then I looked at the man and said, I preach the unsearchable riches of Christ. You need to look up the word unsearchable. It means unfathomable. It means we cannot even come close to understanding who Christ is. Who he is. What he's done. Turn, if you would, to John. What does, what does John write? Brother Tim and I were talking about this. What does John write? At the latter part of John 21. Look at this. We preachers, we're just scratching the surface beloved, of who Christ is. Brother Donnie told me that one time. He said, Wayne, I've preached for 40 years. I'm just, I'm just scratching. Brother Scott Richardson said, after he preached for 45 years, one of these days I'm going to learn how to preach. Look at this in John 21, verse 25. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which if they should be written every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books That should be written. (laughs) Oh my, (laughs) Christ is an a a subject that we will never exhaust, beloved. And Paul, think of Paul. He said, "We preach Christ and Him crucified." That's who we preach. That's who we declare. That's who we 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 love to give Him all the glory because He's worthy of all the glory, all of it, all of it. So God's people are to feed upon the whole of Christ. All the things of Christ. What he's done. And no part is, is to, to be denied, for, denied us. We feast on the truth of his humiliation. Right? That God became a man. That God became a man. We feast on the truth of his glory. That he, that he deserves all glory. Because he's, he's the king of the universe. He has all majesty. We feast on the fact that in, of his absolute sovereignty. And that he's in full control. We can rest our souls in him. Oh, beloved, we feast on the truth of his kingship. That he is king of kings. And that he is lord of lords. We feast on the truth of his priesthood. Of his priesthood. We, we feast on the truth, again, of his godhood. Of his Godhead, The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We feast on these precious truths. And what a picture we have of our Lord Jesus Christ as a lamb. Sacrificing himself for the people. For his people, the innocent one dying in the place of others. And the lamb, lamb here in our text, was a picture of Christ dying as the substitute of his people. Think of it, the lamb had done no wrong. And they were to sacrifice the lamb. And its blood was to be sprinkled upon the doorposts, the lentil. It had done no wrong. The innocent one. right? The innocent one dying for the guilty. It's a picture of Christ, beloved. It points right to Christ Jesus our Lord. Isaiah 53, 7 says this. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He's bought as a lamb to the slaughter. As a sheep before her shears is dumb. So he opened not, a, not his mouth. One might ask what kind of lamb is referred to. It was a male lamb, beloved. And note the vigor and the strength. It was a lamb without blemish, signifying his absolute purity and perfection, which points us right to Christ. Right to Christ. But with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, we're redeemed by Christ, by his his precious blood. In Christ, there's no defect or distortion, no spot or deformity. It's to be a lamb of a year old. In the Hebrew, it was the son son of a year, a lamb in its prime. Our Lord Jesus Christ died in his prime. Between 30 and 40. What it may be inquired was to be done to the lamb. It was to be separated from the rest of the flock and kept apart four days before. So Christ was chosen out of the people and set apart from eternity in a decree and counsel of God to be a prince and a savior. It was to be killed. So was Christ. He must die not a natural but a violent death. Not in his bed but upon a tree. By the hand of violence, he must die. And let us remember this. His death is our life. His death is our life, beloved. Without his death, we have no life. Only condemnation, but praise be to God. There is therefore now no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus. And let us consider the Passover lamb again. Its blood was to be put in the basin. And they were to, with a, a bunch of hyssop sprinkled on the doorposts. And when the destroying angel came to destroy where the blood was, it passed over. And scripture declares in Exodus, When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Think of that. The blood of the innocent one died for we who are guilty. blood of Jesus Christ is sprinkled on the lentils of our, and the doorposts of our souls. And God says, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Why? Because of the death of the innocent one. The death of the lamb as our substitute in our place. And remember, he's the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. The Lord Jesus Christ, God the Son, is the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. My, what a grand gospel statement. When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Pass over you. And when the sinner sees the blood, it's for our comfort. But God's side of the blood, it's a grand thing. And when he sees it, he passes over the sinner. Because all has been paid for. It's not without cost, is it? When God sees the blood of Christ, all the sins of that person has been paid for. Past, present, future. It's a full pardon, beloved. When I see the... I'll pass over you. What a wonderful picture when God looks upon us and we are, we, are, we are covered in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, clothed in His perfect spotless righteousness. And the blood shall be to you for a token unto the houses where ye are. When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Beloved of God, look in wonder at the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The scripture here declares it a token. In Exodus, a token. You know, it's a token of divine love. It's a token of divine love. God giving his well-beloved to die for us. Who's Christ sacrificed for? Us, his people, his elect. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. When I see the blood, I'll pass over you. The blood is a token that justice has had its due. Think of that. Think of that, you who are redeemed. Think of that. When I see the blood. I'll pass over you. Because justice has had its due. The Justice of God has had its due. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Our substitute. Oh my. What a savior. What a salvation we have. In Christ Jesus our Lord. God's justice has had its due. For the sins of his people. In Christ. And he was sacrificed for us. For us. And this is a token again that we are perfectly secure in Christ. Now let that sink into your souls. Perfectly secure forever in Christ. Because when God sees the blood, I'll pass over you. Justice is satisfied. The law's demands have been fulfilled. My, what a savior we have. And the death the death our Savior died was a bloody death. It was a bloody death because without, without blood, there could be no remission for sins. The doorposts of our souls have been sprinkled with the blood of Christ, and now we believe and trust and rest. In Christ alone, believing that He is willing and able to save our souls and to keep us and to one day present us to the Father, blameless, clothed in His perfect, spotless righteousness. And think on this, you who are redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. Again, the justice of God, the curse of the law, the divine threatenings, the divine executioners, the avengers of blood have nothing to do with the believer in Christ. As His blood atones and pacifies, satisfies them all in the place of His people. And this is mercy beyond words, beloved. Mercy beyond words. And this is a place for the believer to dwell. A place for us to dwell, just to rest in the finished work of Christ. And what he's done for us. Turn, if you would, to Isaiah 32, verse 1 and 2. This is a place for the believer to dwell amidst all the storms of this life because it is Christ in him alone who is our hiding place. It is Christ in him alone who died and was sacrificed for our sins. And he is a hiding place, beloved. He's a hiding place. Isaiah 32, verses 1 and 2. Behold, a king shall reign in righteousness, and princes shall rule in judgment, and a man, that's Christ, shall be as in a hiding place from the wind, and a covert from the tempest, as rivers of water in a dry place, as a shadow of a great rock in a weary land. That's our king. beloved. That's our king. So who was sacrificed for us? Christ. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. At Exodus twelve twelve Again says this, 12 and 13. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night. And look at this, think on this. The, the blood of the Passover lamb was not for the Egyptians. It was not for the Egyptians, beloved. But it was for God's people. It was for God's people. Exodus 12, 12 and 13. Look at this. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. Both man and beast and against all their gods of Egypt. I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over you and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Turn, if you would, to John chapter 10. Oh, what a picture. What a picture of Christ dying for his sheep, his elect and beloved on the Calvary's cross. The Lord Jesus Christ redeemed his people. He died for his people. It was a specific atonement and he atoned for the sins of his people. He laid down his life. Now religion tells you he laid down his life for everyone. That's a lie. That's a total lie. Because if he did that, everybody would be saved. But scripture plainly declares here, and we who are the children of God, oh let us rejoice as we read this scripture. John 10, 14 and 15. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep. He's the good shepherd. He watches over his sheep. And look at it, he says, I know them. Now think of that. He knew us far before we knew him. All the days of our rebellion. All the days of our shaking our fist at God. And yet his eye was upon his sheep, his people. Remember what he said about Samaria? I must needs go to Samaria. Why? Because there's some sheep over there. And it's their appointed time for them to, to for me to reveal myself to them. And, and he does it to his people. When God's appointed time, he reveals himself to his people look at this though I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine he he gives us the knowledge he he reveals himself to us otherwise we'd never know him But, but his people know him oh my as the father knoweth me look at that so he knoweth I know my sheep and am known of mine as the father knoweth me even so know I the father and I lay down look at this my life for who? sheep, beloved. The sheep, just the same as in Exodus, that night. That night, right? That blood, that blood covered the lentils in the doorposts of the Israelites, God's people. What a picture of his elect. Right? And God passed by. Because and the only difference between them and the Egyptians was the blood. Blood. They were his people. But that blood, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. What's the only difference? What's the only, Brother Roy and I are talking about this before service tonight. What's the only difference between all of us here who believe in our family members and friends? The grace of God in Christ. That's it. That's it. It's amazing. And it leaves us in absolute awe. Absolute awe. But but note this scripture here. These are the words of the Master. I lay down my life. Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. For who? For the sheep. And that's what Paul's writing. Remember, Paul's writing to believers. Right? I lay down my life for the sheep. Think of this. there is sheep by his making. And his elect are his sheep. By his purchase, by his purchase, he bought us beloved. He bought us with his own precious blood. And scripture declares in 1 Corinthians 5, that he was sacrificed for us. 1 Corinthians 5, 7. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. I lay down my life for the sheep are the sheep. Now we don't know who God's sheep are, therefore we preach the gospel to all, and God does the saving. He does the saving. He's the only one who can save, save your soul. But think of this: before the world began, God chose the people for himself, whom he determined to save. And these are the ones for whom Christ is sacrificed for. Every one of those elect sinners will, in God's time, and by God's power, right? Because it's only by His power, be bought to Christ in saving faith. They will be regenerated by the Holy Spirit of God. And they will be given the gifts of faith and repentance to trust and believe and rest in Christ Jesus in Him alone. In Him alone. And then after the Lord saves us, He keeps us. And after he keeps us, he glorifies us. Oh, my beloved. Turn over to Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8. We have an example. We have an example of one who is regenerated by the Holy Spirit of God and given the gifts of faith, the gift of faith, to trust and believe and rest in the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at this in Acts chapter 8. And the angel of the Lord verse 26, Acts 8:26 we'll read the 39 And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, "Arise and go unto the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza which is a des- which is desert And he arose and went, and behold a man of Ethiopia an eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. So this man's riding in his chariot and he's reading the book of Isaiah. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired, Philip, that he would come up and sit with him. Now, Philip's a gospel preacher. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter. He's reading Isaiah 53. He, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a, a lamb dumb before his shears, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? Look at this. Look at verse 35. beloved. This is what gospel preachers do. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. Anybody who says Christ isn't all through the Old Testament, they don't know what the Scriptures say. Because that's all Peter had. That's all Paul had. Our Master preached out of the Old Testament. The Scripture was not complete at this time. They're, They're preaching Christ from the Old Testament. He preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest. Now, this man's regenerated by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because look what he... If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized. You must believe on the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved. God had granted this man faith. Faith in Christ Jesus. and It's, it's, it's obvious there's no works involved. <laughs> he just dis- I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That's the believer's cry. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Do you believe? Do you believe? Oh, rejoice if you do. Oh, rejoice. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they they went down both into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more. But look at this. But went on his way rejoicing. Oh, rejoicing. Rejoicing in the Passover lamb. The Lord Jesus Christ. The one who was sacrificed for us. Now our Lord did not die to be an example, as some say, for us to fall, beloved, but he died to save his people from their sins. To save sinners. To save sinners by birth, nature, and choice. To save them from their sins. And praise his holy name, he did it. He did. You know, we're all Isaacs, and he's the ram. We're all Isaacs, and he's the ram. He's our substitute, beloved. What love Christ has for his people! He was sacrificed for us, the perfect, spotless Lamb of God. So let these precious truths sink into our souls. Let these precious truths sink into our souls. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. God's wrath passes over from His people who deserve it. And His full vengeance and justice falls upon Christ, the sinner's substitute, who is sacrificed for us. Sacrificed for us. This is a bottomless sea of mercy, beloved. This is mercy that you can never, you could never get to the bottom of it. He gave himself for his people. And no new victim is expected or required. I'll give you something to chew on. In religion, they're always talking about rebuilding the temple in Israel. and supposedly starting all the sacrifices again, that would be an abomination in God's eyes. That would be an absolute abomination in God's eyes because Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. There's no need for any more sacrifices. None. None at all. Oh, what a God we have. What a Savior we have, beloved. Let others offer what they will. Ours is the Lamb once slain and there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. And what a completeness. What a completeness we have before us. And let us close with the words of Paul. Oh believer, let this sink into your soul. Meditate upon it this week. And ye are complete in Him. And ye are... Are complete in Him. Praise His mighty name. beloved. Gracious Heavenly Father. Oh we come before your throne. We who have been redeemed. By the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Knowing that as we read the scriptures. When I see the blood. When you said I see the blood. I'll pass over you. Knowing that the only reason you pass over our sins. Is because you see the blood. And righteousness of Christ. Oh my. The blood of Christ sprinkled upon our souls. We are undeserving sinners. But we stand in awe at your mercy that's been shown to us. Oh Lord, may we rejoice this week. We who believe, may we rejoice that Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us, the sinless one, dying for sinners. Oh Lord, may this leave us in awe. We love you because you first loved us.